0: Hi, I'm Alois Bujira, and you're listening to this ZFN Sport
1: Podcast. Z Stereo. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest and clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is run by such such thuggish behavior and all the analysis right here He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world
2: and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on
1: every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's ZFM Sport let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo my station your station
3: it's ZFM Sport on a Friday and we're here to light it up and get the party started. Your studio team for tonight, we welcome back Mike Madoda, who is on a little bit of a break. A <laughs> <An laughs> nice one. Good to have you back, Mike. Uh, nah, thanks, Chris. Always good to be on the show. A little bit later on, we're going to be joined by war- former Warriors international Alois Bunjira. Our producer is Sean Tafirenika, and my name is Chris Midzi. On the home front tonight, the Chevron say they're looking forward to continuing their winning momentum as they kickstart a busy, limited schedule tomorrow with the first... T20 International of a three-match series against Bangladesh at Harare Sports Club. In Around the World in 60, we're going to have some updates from Hungary, Poland and England.
2: And then the second half of the show is the beautiful game. Kickoff is at the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where Harare City coach Taurai Manguiro says he's bracing for a tough challenge against log leaders FC Platinum as the Sunshine Boys resume their battle against relegation. We go over to Europe where England have the chance to win a first major tournament when they face eight-time champions Germany in the women's Eurofinals at Wembley on Sunday. And then the annual English football curtain raiser takes place at the King Power Stadium in Leicester tomorrow as Liverpool and Manchester City lock horns for the chance to lift the community shield.
1: The Homefront. Local sports news and analysis
3: two-way street here on ZFM Sport and you can catch us on at ZFM Sport or if you want to get in touch with us absolutely right this minute it's 0731 168045 that number again 0731 168045 also don't forget that ZFM Sport is available as a podcast on Apple Google Spotify or wherever you get your podcast just search ZFM Sport and make sure you subscribe we'll start off with the local sports news roundup with some boxing news Mona Lisa Queen of the Jungle Sibanda is over the moon after she successfully defended her WIBA Intercontinental title at Kingdom Hotel in Victoria Falls. She achieved the feat after defeating Uganda's small Valente Akiro via a unanimous decision win. Sibanda had held the title for over three years as the COVID-19 pandemic could not allow any fights to take place. Head over to some golf news. One of Zimbabwe's top professional golfers, Ben Follett-Smith, won the Chevron Golf Tour sponsored Gokomera Open with a, an impressive seven under par at Chapman yesterday. The Sunshine Tour and Asian Tour player had good rounds of 69, 68 and 72 for a total of 209 to win the $1,000 first prize. Follett Smith, who's heading to the Asian Tour on Sunday, believes practice is making him a better player with each passing tournament. We'll finish off with some netball news. Where Zimbabwe netball team assistant coach Tatenda Shinya said the Gems are ready to claim their ticket to the World Cup finals at the qualifying tournament that will be played in Pretoria next month. Shinya said the Gems training camp has been very positive as they looked at all aspects of the game they were lacking, such as the physical part, endurance, and team combination. The Netball World Cup will be held in Cape Town next year, the first time the tournament will be hosted on African soil since its inception in 1963. Mike, are you happy with with the preparations so far they're camping out at girls high not the best of conditions but they've made sure that they've had a long enough camp to correct some of these things that Tindai Shinya mentioned.
2: Yeah absolutely I think the one thing that's working sort of like for the uh, administration there is that uh, the girls know what's at stake they understand uh, the opportunities that come at playing at some of these major tournaments Uh, so they're willing to sacrifice it's not ideal we should be having them in the best of facilities but they know of course they've seen the likes of Felicitas Kwangwa the doors that have opened Open for her, And I'm sure there are a couple of them, they're thinking, you know what, we are probably just as good as her. Mm-hmm. And they're hoping, of course, that if they qualify for a major tournament, maybe those same opportunities or similar opportunities will be available to them.
1: The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Right,
2: uh, let's talk cricket, uh, where the Chevrons say that they're looking forward to continuing their winning momentum as they kickstart a busy limited over schedule tomorrow with the first T20 international for three match series against the Tigers of Bangladesh. These matches will be played at Harare Sports Club. Zimbabwe cricket captain Craig Irvine, who has captained Zim in 20 T20 internationals since his appointment in August last year, says the team is in high spirits following their success in the ICC T20 World Cup qualifier which they won in the Bulawayo two weeks ago to seal their place at this year's World Cup set for Australia
1: in October. I feel like we've come off a good good week down in Bulawayo with the qualifiers, so I do feel that we have a bit of momentum on our side um, leading into the series. I know that Bangladesh's recent history in T20s hasn't been particularly good, um, so we're just looking to you know carry on the momentum that we, we had down in Bulawayo and bring it up to Arari. We sort of changed bit of a mindset as to how we approach T20 cricket now um, and I think you know a lot of people would have seen that down in Bulawea um, I think you know there's, there would have been quite a big contrast between the T20s we did play in Arari compared to the ones we played down in bulawa and I think if we can play more of that Sort of fearless, positive brand of cricket, um, then I think those statistics will slowly change. Z. Uh,
2: he seems uh, very confident. He sounded very confident uh, up against a uh, decent opposition in the form of uh, Bangladesh. And it's uh, the same Zimbabwe side that competed in the ICC Men's T20 World Cup qualifier, uh, which will play versus the Tigers in this three match T20 International Series, uh, which of course is starting in Harare. However, fast bowlers Tendai Chatara and Blair Blessing Muzarabani will not be participating due to injury. Let's start the discussion there, Chris, because blessing Muzarabani easily. I think for me, yes, we talk about Sikandar Raza, his importance with the bat, and he sort of like comes in, of course, and he bowls a bit and he's able to pick up wickets. Very good fielder. But as far as strike bowling is concerned, Muzarabani is certainly our best bowler. Yeah. And he's ably assisted at times by Tendai Chattara. What are some of the options that we have to try and plug these very big holes? Uh,
3: the the of holes, but I think there's been a bit of work done in terms of that selection and changing it up. Uh, Victor Nyauchi's been brought in um, to bolster that pace attack in terms of those alternatives that are available. Also, all-rounder, Tony Munyonga and pace bowler Tanaka Chivanga have also been drafted into the squad that's going to be taking on Bangladesh. I don't think, when you're taking a look at the returns that we get with Mzarabani, a little bit different. Mm. uh, Even if you replace him, I think just in terms of our bowling attack, he's one of the standout bowlers. So, not a hole that that's going to be completely filled, I don't think. But I think in Victor Niauchi and Tony Munyonga, they're going to have some decent replacements.
2: Absolutely. And, of course, uh, an opportunity for those players uh, to uh, stake a claim uh, for possible selection for the World Cup. And they've got a wonderful opportunity to lead the line for Zimbabwe in this game versus Bangladesh. I mentioned Sekanda Raza earlier. If you take a look at our batting, four uh, of our five main batters have got like sort of like... um, Uh, strike rates, I think, between 126 and 150 Mm -hmm. in uh, T20 internationals, which is fairly good. Uh, And Sikandar Raza, again, I think in this series, like he showed in the World Cup
3: qualifier, Chris, is the batsman that we're looking to to put in big performances. Yeah, he's had the best strike rates as well as the most runs, um, the best inning score, and you take a look at the others, that's your Wesley Madevere, Sean Williams, Regis Chakaba, they're in form as well, but I think when you're taking a look at Raza, he's the alright that I think we rely on very significantly when it comes to this team. And also, he's got some experience playing against these Bangladesh players. He played in the Bangladesh Premier League and Dhaka Premier League as well. So these are players that he's had the opportunity to play with, play against. So he's got a bit of an inside track when it comes to the players. And also, he's got the joint highest wickets uh, taken in T20 Internationals this year. So... In Raza, I think especially just taking a look at his most recent performances in the, in the World Cup qualifiers, he's definitely the all-rounder, a leader in the team as well, and he's someone we're going to be relying on very strongly for him to come to the party.
2: Absolutely. We talked about the absence of Tendai Chatara and Blessing Muzarabani, and you've just mentioned, of course, uh, that uh, Sekanda Raza has been taking wickets, and that is important. Uh, we need uh, more of uh, from our all-rounders. We need more from our spin bowlers, especially Against the Bangladesh side that can turn it on uh, when they are in a form. Let's take a look at the Zimbabwe T20 international squad that will take on the Tigers Ryan Bell, Regis Chakava, Tanaka Jivanga, Craig Irvine will captain the side, Luke Jongwe, Innocent Kaia, Wesley Madevere, Tadiwanashe Marumani, Wellington Masakaza, Tony Munyonga, Richard Ngarava, Victor Nyauchi, Sikanda Raza, Milton Shumbam, and Sean Williams. And of course, um, the team has has been preparing. Uh, You gave a story on the netball uh, side Mm -hmm. of things that they are at girls. I doubt uh, that uh, our senior national team uh, in cricket or any other sport, especially in the (laughs) men's game, would have to be uh, making camp at a school. So we trust and of course, believe uh, that their preparations have gone on well. We heard from the captain earlier, Chris, he sounded very confident. So uh, just on the back of qualifying for the World Cup, uh, confidence should be high.
3: But this is a sterner test. It's a, it's a much sterner test when you're taking a look at that opposition. But they've, I think returned into camp now since Monday. They've been training. They've obviously got a, that week break that they took um, to be with their fam- families, recharge their batteries. But I think the morale boost has been significant because I think if you look at pre-Dave Houghton, the mm. team was not in great spirits. Yeah. We were Did not you playing great we were cricket. Or going? Exactly. There were no improvements being made. And I think just in that one tournament from the changes that we made, the aggression we were playing with, and also I think there's a degree of confidence that the players have gained. It's almost like there's some change that have been taken off our players a little bit and that confidence and morale boost is definitely going to show up when we come against sterner opposition that I think is truly going to test where our preparations are in terms of that World Cup
2: Well as far as our form is concerned in Zimbabwe's last uh, 10 results as far as T20 internationals are concerned the Chevrons have won 5 and lost 5 and of course wins coming in against the Dutch Papua New Guinea, the United States of America Jersey as well as Singapore, but we go back as to the defeats that have come. They've come against Afghanistan. Uh, We lost of course, uh, we were whitewashed in that uh, particular series Uh, and then uh, we also lost versus uh, Namibia so it hasn't been great guns uh, as far as uh, competitive uh, teams are concerned and Bangladesh will come into this particular series believing that they can beat Zimbabwe and beat us on our own patch. Let's hear uh, from the captain Nurul Hassan ahead of the T20 series.
0: We are here, almost playing like uh, last 6-7 years, so the experience guys is here also, uh, you know, uh, I'm happy with the team, and we'll, uh, I think we'll get some challenge, but we're ready to take the challenge. Uh, you know, in uh, their condition, they're very good team, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, uh, we're not coming here for running, we came here for uh, win the series, so that's the main thing. For us, so always the pride moment, but I know uh, it's a uh, good challenge for us, and I, I and we, we also are ready to take the challenges. Well, Chris, I was just uh, taking a look at uh, that
2: uh, Bangladesh squad uh, that's here in Zimbabwe. Yes, mm-hmm. some names that we recognise,
3: but uh, it looks like it's not at full strength. It's it's definitely not at full strength. Um, they travelled without, f- and it's interesting that he'll talk about experience <laughs> in that tip when they're without four of their most experienced players. So, Tamim Iqbal has retired from T20 International. Uh, Mushfiqur Rahim and Mamdoula, re- who recently lost their captaincy as well, with Nurul Hassan taking charge. They've been rested. Um, Shakib Al-Hassan has taken a break. So that's 391 matches worth of experience that they don't wow, have. Wow! So it's, it's a significant knock and you'd be curious as to why, for example, they've rested a couple of their players. I think that's also just taking a look at the Zimbabwe side and yeah. saying you know what, do we need our very key players at yeah. the moment against the Zimbabwe side? It's, Probably It's, it's not. a measure
2: of what they think of us. Exactly. And you know, the fact that they're giving key players a break in this particular series.
3: Yeah, and also when you take it, Neural, he's, he's got a lot on his plate. Um, so, solid wicket keeper. We know him for that. Innovative betting as well. But he hasn't scored a lot of runs in his most recent uh, T20 International. Also, 271 from 33 T20s at an average of 12.90. Strike rate, 111.98. It's, it's not something that we should necessarily take a look at and... And be worried about But he he stresses on impact runs Rather than just runs So I think what they're going to be going for Is some big hitting And he's going to hope that the lineup Can get them to some decent totals Yeah,
2: absolutely And of course, uh, we hope that uh, this particular series Isn't the series that uh, he decides to bounce back And put in a couple of uh, big performances As far as their form is concerned Well, they have just won one and lost eight uh, of their last 10 T20 internationals with one match abandoned but they have come across sterner opposition in the terms of uh, a series versus the West Indies, a series versus Afghanistan and then they also played Pakistan, Australia and South Africa during that run of matches. The head-to-head between the Chevrons and Bangladesh in the last five matches, we can tell you that it doesn't make good reading for Zimbabwe. We've only won one of the last five matches with the Tigers winning four matches. Let's go through the itinerary for the tour of Bangladesh. The first T20 International will be played tomorrow. The first ball will be bowled at exactly 1pm at Harare Sports Club. The second will be on the following day on a Sunday. Uh, first ball bowled at 1pm and then on Tuesday the third T20 International. Things will then swing round to the 50-over format of the game with the one-day internationals commencing on Friday, the second one on Sunday and then the following week on Wednesday the 10th of August the third. And final one-day international will be played at Harare Sports Club. Please note that the ODI's first ball is always bowled at 9:15. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My
1: name is Graham Sharp, and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike.
2: See. Around the World in 60 Seconds, International
0: Sports News.
3: We'll take off in Hungary, where Charles Leclerc has vowed to stick with his aggressive driving style following the disastrous mistake that saw him crash, up from, the, crash out from the league from last weekend's French Grand Prix. Despite his challenges, which have included two retirements due to Ferrari engine failures, Leclerc has shown brilliant speed throughout the campaign and is confident of competing for a fourth victory of the season at the Hungary. Garo ring this weekend. We'll head over to Poland where Iga Viatek's victorious homecoming continued with a 6-3, 6-2 defeat of lucky loser Gabriela Lee to reach the Poland Open quarterfinals. The world number one defeated a 146th ranked Romanian opponent to extend her clay run to 18 wins putting her overall record for 2022 at 48 runs and only four losses. French Open champion Swiatek has not lost a match on clay since the 2021 Roland Garros quarterfinals. And we just down in England where Proteus batter Riley Russo has his eyes on helping the Proteus make a proper fist of it at the T20 World Cup later this year. Fight of it later this year. So Russo, who smacked an unbeaten 55 ball 96 in South Africa's 58 run with the second T20 international in England in Cardiff, said they're building a more than decent t- Head of steam ahead of the World Cup. South Africa's win yesterday sees the tourists take the three match series to a decider, which will be played in Southampton on Sunday.
1: From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandawa to Nyahunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport.
2: And that is where we are camping out first. Harare City coach Taurai Manguiro says he's bracing for a tough challenge against log leaders. FC Platinum as the Sunshine Boys resume their battle against relegation. Harare City have had a particularly disappointing season and are strongly in the relegation mix as they occupy the fourth relegation spot with just 22 points on the Castle Laga Premier Soccer League table. Let's hear from Taurai Manguiro.
0: Uh, up to this juncture we have not had the, the best of seasons, we have uh, struggled for for victories. Uh, we um, are up against a, a dominant team, we have lost players, we have also brought in um, some um, in the name of um, um, Obet Tafira, Brighton Banda. Uh, players also like, um, um uh, Alex Simonum uh, Victor, um, Taruki. Uh, these we are getting from our, our development team. Uh, Jacob Kante, also from our, our juniors. And, uh, we hope that these guys will add some value to, to our team. And we will be able to nav- navigate our way uh, to 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 safety. Z.
2: He's talking about hoping to navigate uh, their way to safety. He's talking about uh, players that have been brought in, the likes of Orbit Tafira, the likes of Brighton Banda. But when you take a look at the situation at Harare City, Chris, it's dire because when you are in that relegation dogfight, the last thing you want is to be losing players. Uh, And uh, it's very difficult to replace players, especially when you're in a relegation
3: dogfight. And Harare City have lost a number of players. Emerging at this point, um, I think that's how we can describe the number of of players, and not just players, but these are the experienced campaigners who they'd be relying on at the moment if they're going to get out of that relegation zone. So you've got Clive uh, Rupia, most likely to become the latest Harare City player to leave the club. Um, he's requested to be released from the club, and mm. he's said that you know what, he's frustrated, a number of frustrations with the club. So. Clive repairs out. Then also number of key players, Emmanuel Mandiranga, Colin Mujuru, Tatenda Tavengwa, Tatenda Tumba, Marshall Mashazane, Ben Musaka, William Manondo. That's a total of seven players which is the entire spine and some of a starting eleven, and some of those players have joined uh, other clubs. Uh, and a United.
2: Well. I mean, uh, William Manondo has been uh, exactly. the top goal scorer this year, this season, and he's of course at Caps United. Another one, Raymond Uchenna, who they let go was at uh, Division One side, Golden Eagles. Yeah, and uh, is of course uh, arguably the best players at Golden uh, player at Golden Eagles and uh, plays so well. And you, you're just surprised
3: why they have let go of good players. Yes, yes, and especially when you take a look at players who are able to deliver. Um, players like, uh, you're talking about the player who's at Golden Eagles at the moment, Ray. Ray, I think when you're taking a look at what he's able to do in central defence, I think it's a marvel to see. And that a team like... Harare City would let a player like that go. One wonders what then is going I on. I think that's
2: actually hemorrhaging goals. Exactly. And you, know, you know, the thing about Ray is, when whenever you watch him play, uh, and it's in Division One, you can easily tell that he is far better than the league he's playing yes, yes. And he's a cut above the rest. And you know, it's, it's a surprise that a team, especially like Harare City, who have lost players like Mashazana at the back, would mm-hmm. then not even make an effort, of course, to retain players like Raymond Uchena. So they, they are really struggling. And it doesn't help, Chris, that um, India struggles... As they fight relegation The visitors should be the champions FC Platinum An FC
3: Platinum side that is near unbeatable Yes, near unbeatable They are scoring goals Their defence is I think in the last few games Their defence is impenetrable at this point So they're coming up against potentially the worst side you can come up against when you're taking a look at that relegation dogfight. And their run at the moment not quite impressive. Two wins, four losses, four draws. FC Platinum has had a consistent run of wins and I think just one draw in their last 10 matches.
2: Yeah, and of course uh, Harada City, the problem has been goals in last 10 matches. They have managed to score just five goals. Five goals in their last 10 matches. It doesn't make for good reading. They are struggling, Harada City And it'll be very difficult uh, to see them get all three points or even a point versus FC Platinum. If you disagree, send us a message with your thoughts and your reason why on our WhatsApp platform. We want to hear your predictions uh, on the matches that will be played in the Castellaga Premier Soccer League on 0731 168045. A bit later on, we're going to be having a fan zone and we'll try and read as many of your messages and predictions as many as possible. The number again, 0731 168045. If you prefer Facebook and Twitter, follow and interact with at Sport. Now, let's talk Dynamos. Dynamos, of course, who are brimming with confidence after their brilliant win the last time out. And their coach, Tondera Indiraya, who will be out to tame the love-hate relationship with Dimbara fans when the Glamour Boys go up against Mulawe Chiefs at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. The Glamour Boys are still in contention for the title despite falling eight points behind FC Platinum in the race. Ndaraa, however, believes the win at Chicken Inn last weekend has given them fresh hope.
1: We've we've been in a very difficult um, phase, difficult phase as a team. But I'm glad that um, we are slowly uh, getting out of the the phase. Of course, we haven't, we are not really, really out yet. Um, We are getting out slowly out of that phase and um, the result last weekend uh, against a very good chicken inside in in Blawai for that matter really gave us a lot of confidence and um, it is our hope that uh, we will continue on that um, trajectory
2: Well, last time out, uh, Dimbare, of course, uh, put on a performance of energy and passion in Bulawayo as they thumped chicken in 3-0 at Barberfields. Fields. It's a result that uh, a lot of people didn't see coming. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, <not>. And <laughs> even the fans out there, even the strongest Dynamos fans who now turn around and say, ah, no, eh, you know, <laughs> You all didn't think that Dimbare would go to Bulawayo and thump chicken in in the manner that they did. However, the result, Chris, has created a expectation. And up against them is a the Malawi Chief side, which is not the best side, but it's the sort of test that I think Dynamos needs playing at home to prove that the blip is over.
3: Yeah, and that result, I think, gives them, yes, renewed hope. But when you're taking a look at the situation at Dynamos and in terms of Dynamos fans, this is a critical win, I think, especially for Tondera Indiraya, who has a love-hate relationship with the Dynamos mm. fans, just depending on, you know, how well are they doing in the league. So, when they're doing well when they, especially after a win like this they are singing his praises and all sorts of things there's all the sort of lavish praise around 29 the moment he loses he is... The Boo Boys deem- will be back. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's important that he, he he wins this
2: game and he plays positive football. He beats Bulaway Chiefs so, so that, you know what, you just keep those Boo Boys off your back and it's against the Bulaway Chiefs side that is a very, very decent side. So that is one game certainly to keep an eye on. It's at the National Sports Stadium. Kick-off 3 o'clock and it's on Sunday. The rest of your fixtures are starting on Saturday. Uh, lunchtime kickoff in Kariba. It's ZPC Kariba Gwenyaricha Membe taking on Inn, who'll be looking to bounce back at Inyamunga. And then 3 o'clock kick kickoffs in the rest of the other games. Harare City versus AFC Platinum at the National Sports Stadium. Black Rhinos versus Cranbourne Bullets in a military derby at Vengere Stadium in Rusape. Bulawayo City versus Herentals at Barber Fields. Whilst at Ascot Caps United there will be up way to Wawa on Sunday Ngezi Platinum Stars takes on Triangle United should be a decent game at the Baobab Stadium Manika Diamonds versus Yada at Vengere and Highlanders will entertain Tenex at Barberfield Field Stadium and of course Dimbari looking to build on the momentum of their win versus chicken in when they take on Bulawayo Chiefs at the National Sports Stadium send us your thoughts and your predictions on our WhatsApp platform
0: Hi, my name is Bruni Shamba, my
3: tour Super Striker. You are listening to ZFM Sports.
2: All right, let's go to Europe uh, where we are talking women's football and we have now reached uh, the business end of the Euros where England have the chance to win a first major tournament when they face eight-time champions, Germany, in that uh, final at Wembley on Sunday. Home support will be on the Lionesses' side and so too a wave of confidence after a sensational run up to this point from Serena Weigman's side. Now, football pundit Danielle Slayton has predicted an open final know which will be played with a lot of width.
3: Coming to look at the midfield and I think to me I think Lena Orbedorf in the game against France was spectacular. Her movement covering ground. And Fran Kirby, I thought, really pulled the strings for England in their match against Sweden. So I'll be wondering who can own that space in the center of the park and really dominate the performance and be the anchor for their team in the center of the park. I hope we get some risk. I, I, I think it'll be an open match. Mm-hmm. I think both teams like to be the aggressor, like to press early and be on the front foot. And I also think both teams like to send their outside backs forward, looking to get numbers and attack. So I'll be Watching for that area the flank play. Germany are the queen no. of European football, and they have all the history. But this feels like England's time, particularly given their performance in the semis.
0: See.
2: England are in the final. Their cries of "It's coming home, Chris!" <laughs> they are as near as they're ever going to get. And uh, you know, we have a love-hate relationship with um, English football. You mm-hmm. know, we, we 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 love them for the English Premier League and uh, for the for the teams that they have, and then. we sort of like hate their national team and then Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing applies as well to to the women's side where a lot of people I think would have preferred to see uh, France, uh, you know, uh, get to the final, you know, a lot of people are supporting France, but uh, England are in the final, they're up against Germany, but you take a look at the England side, let's give credit where credit is due. This is a vastly improved side to the one that Phil Neville was in charge (laughs) of just barely 18 months ago.
3: Definitely a a distinct change in the squad and they've conceded just once. through Throughout the tournament um, the semi-final win dominant 4-0 over Sweden and truly when we take a look at that game we saw that the front line is well and truly firing for England uh, Beth Mead six goals to her name um, Alessia Russo has four and she started coming off the bench so mm. when you're taking a look at goals and the return they're getting for their players uh, England are firing on all cylinders and except course, for the blip against Spain uh, yeah, <laughs> I
2: need to make uh, the that. blip against Spain I mean uh, Spain really played them off the park but mm. again it's the mark of good sides that evening games where things don't go your way, you still are able to find a yeah. way to win matches. And that's what England is doing. And sometimes they, I mean, who would have thought that they would have thumped Sweden yeah. by such a margin? And they managed to do that. Another one who's been really good, uh, I mean, Leo Williamson at the back, you know, very assured mm-hmm. in defence. got Mary Earp uh, in goal. She's been pulling off some really, really big saves. So England is in a good spot. And uh, to reach the final, they of course were group Group A winners, uh, they beat Austria 1-0 at Old Trafford, and then thumped Norway 8-0 uh, in, on the south coast in Brighton. Northern Ireland again uh, suffered at the hands of the English in Southampton, 5-0 they were thumped, and then there was that cracker versus Spain which they won after extra time 2-1. And then in the semi-finals they dispatched Sweden 4-0. But they're up against a Germany side, Chris, that knows how to win tournaments. Yeah. Their record reads they've played eight finals. They've won all eight. So England is going to have to do it, at the, <laughs> I think the hardest of ways, <laughs> against a very good Germany side, I think that can match England for intensity and
3: physicality. Yeah, and just like England, they've won every single one of their matches at Euro 2022 so far. So they head to Wembley high on confidence as well with full belief that they're going to be able to sort of be the final opponent that is able to deal with England. And also I think when you're taking a look at um, their star players, Germany has some incredible players. Um, we heard in that voice note as well the pundit mentioning mm. some names, but Alexandra Pop became yes. the first player in the tournament's history to score in five successive mm. games. Also, incredible workhorses in the midfield. leading uh, Oberdorf and box-to-box midfielder Lena McGill. So when you're taking a look at that composition of players, I think they've got it solid everywhere from defence all the way through to the front line. And even
2: tactically, they just see one point as well. Uh, some of the tactical fouling that uh, uh, I've seen from this Germany side, uh, you, they, they know when they're in trouble, they know when and where to commit fouls, how to break momentum. Uh, when France was pouring forward in those at the dying stages of that game, it was stop start stop start because the Germans were really well organised and yeah. they knew how to break the momentum and uh, Alexandra Papu you mentioned I, I don't say this in a sexist way but <laughs> that's how good she is I mean the physicality that winning goal Chris versus France yeah a lot of people will not put their head there mm-hmm. because that was uh, listen she just she wanted that goal yeah and that was like an Alan Shearer that was like a batistuta you know we we see we don't assess, associate such physicality uh with women and again i'm 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 careful with my words here
3: but uh, just, just the aggression she shows brilliant. Absolutely and and it's not sexist. I think when it comes to the women's game what we see is a lot more players who are tactically gifted. Mm. We see a lot more of that ball moving around. Yeah, the trickery and, music, and so forth. Trickery. Yeah. We see a lot of playmaking but what we don't see necessarily is that aggression that you're talking about and it's it's right across whether you're looking at any of the national teams. That aggression is distinct I think when you're looking at this Germany side and Alexandra Pop specifically. Do, do you think uh, just
2: to, to migrate the conversation elsewhere and have a Beef segue. Do you think that will be the undoing of your your African size. We've just seen uh, the women's AFCON uh, and the way that uh, Banyana Banyana plays, the way that Morocco plays, the way that Zambia plays and the way that Nigeria plays, it's all really built on skill, mobility yes. movement and you take a look at the size of our African women in those teams and then you compare them to the physical specimens that we've seen with Germany, with England yes. and you kind of like think that we may be able to match them for skill but when it comes to the 50-50 challenges, we yes. it comes to the aerial challenges, we're going to miss out to these teams and that is where we're going to get beaten.
3: Yeah, when you're taking a look at like you said, just matching them on talent, on tactical ability, all of that, I think we're okay. But just from a science perspective, I think there's a very distinct advantage that our European counterparts have that we don't have. And I think that also comes down to the contribution of science. Mm. Bear in mind, these teams have been groomed since they were potentially under 8s, under 10s. So you've got that selection of players who are already physically Going to be gifted. They are already going to be built for a particular position, for a particular size, and then some extra work is done in terms of that conditioning, in terms of that strength that they're supposed to have. And that's not something that I think we've done enough of on our continent. And it's just fortunate, I think. And when you're taking a look at players that play for Bafana, they are fortunate enough to play in the European leagues, mm. where the science is applied quite consistently. So in terms of and their conditioning
2: well. and their strength, yes, they're, they're certainly improving. They're
3: certainly improving, and we see a lot more players. I think there have been a couple of players in the last couple of days who have actually signed uh, with some European sides. So we'll continue to see that but when we're doing our development as Africa, it's something we definitely need to take a look at is that physicality and how we're going to be matching, especially when it now comes down to the World Cup.
2: All right, uh, Germany's route to the final. They were Group B winners. Uh, They thumped Denmark 4-0 in Brentford. They beat Spain comfortably 2-0 and then they beat Finland 3-0. In the quarterfinals, they usurped Austria 2-0 and then they put played that thriller of a semi-final uh, versus France, edging out their rivals uh, 2-1. And their reward is England in the final. Who do you think will carry the day? Will it be Germany, who are so great just like the men's team? When they get to the final, they invariably win. They have been there eight times. They have won it eight times. England, this is new territory. Can they win? They've been playing some brilliant football, England. Some Sometimes not exactly easy on the eye but they're effective and they do have an eye for goal and they've scored tons and tons of goals send us your predictions on our WhatsApp platform which is about to hit the fan zone and we're going to try and read those predictions as many as we can the number 0731-168-045 time for you to have your say your
1: way i, I listen to my mind radio. radio cfm stereo, stereo. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator.
2: Right, our first contribution is from Michael Shoko. What's up, Mike? Uh, He says, "Hi, guys. Uh, On women's football, if Desiree Ellis left the Banyana job, is she ripe for the DSTV Premier League? Can she coach in the DSTV Premier League? What are your thoughts, Chris?" Is is it an ability thing or... Will it just be one of those situations where, you know, men's football
3: uh, finds it very difficult to have women at the top? Very, very difficult. And that's just not even talking about the technical area where I think men think, you know, this is our space. Yes, we can have women in the corporate seats, but, you know, the technical areas a are men's space. I think in terms of ability, in terms of her as a coach, would she be able to coach in the DSTV Premier League? Would she be able to? If it's a question of ability, probably. Mm-hmm. If it's a question of will our very patriarchal counterparts in football it allow it, mm. probably not. It's,
2: it's not going to happen. And, uh, you know, people might be saying, oh, no, I'm said. But let's let's use the example of Weidman mm. and Phil Neville. Yeah. Phil Neville was in charge of England. And England was sort of like, yeah, they're thereabouts. Even tactically, the way they were set up. You know, they, yeah. they, they, they will score, you know, uh, two goals here, uh, you know, maybe sometimes three goals there. They, they, But Weidman comes in, she's a woman, and she's just given England not just a lift, but several lifts. significant Above the level where Phil Neville was operating at. Phil Neville right now is in a job in the United States in yeah. the MLS. Okay, coaching David Beckham's team, friend. Okay. <laughs> you know, so Weidman for me, has got the tactical ability. Yeah.
3: And probably a tactical ability that's superior to Phil Neville. Significantly. And Phil Neville, when you're just taking a look at the uh, the run of results into Miami had even just last season, mm. not the best. I think if it, if they had a relegation zone, yeah. they would have been in the relegation and zone. And he'd have been fired. He would have been <laughs> fired. But unfortunately, he's still in a job. And I think for as long as um, sport is considered, you know an area for men and this is their area this is their territory then I think a number of women are going to miss out on these opportunities because for me by rights um, Weigman, if she was to be, you know, up, uprooted, taken straight into Miami, could probably get a better tune. Uh, probably, probably.
2: Let's take a look at some of the predictions that are coming in. Kudzi, Rash, Town. good evening. Your prediction is England 3, Germany 1. And I'm sticking with my words. My goodness, Germany being thumped. Uh, Uncle G, though, has gone the other way. Germany 3, England 1. Uh, this message is coming in from Christopher. And Christopher says that um, I think England is going to thump Germany. Two, well, two. One is not exactly a thumping. Uh, and uh, to become European champions, Christopher Makuvire is out in Kadoma at Kadoma Textiles. From uh, and the. Uh, let's take a look at the women's uh, football predictions here. Uh, hi, guys. England all the way. They'll win 2-0. Russo to score PJ the Blackfish out in Helensville. Thank you so much uh, for that message. More messages coming in. Uh, there's a prediction for Dimbare here. And potential banana skin for Dynamos. They need to forget the win at Chicken Inn and concentrate Mutema in prospect. And that's it. I think Dynamos have got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, You know, one game at a time. uh, You know, this talk of, oh, we are still in the title race. I think they're just putting too much pressure on yourself, especially if you consider that the gap is eight points.
3: Yeah, it's it's, it's a massive gap. And for... Dynamos, I think it's a good idea to take it a game-by-game approach just based off of the fact that the Dynamos fans feed off of what their coaches and players say. Mm. So if the coach comes out and says we're still in the title race, what they are expecting is a title. So when now you don't deliver the title or you're straying further and further away, Mm. now the gap is widening, obviously you're going to get some angry fans. So let's just focus on game-by-game-by-game, but Tondera Indiraya loves to talk.
2: Yeah, Lazarus Judge out in Mandara. Says Caps United 3, Wawa 1. Caps United haven't been losing, but they haven't been winning. Against bottom side, Wawa, they have an opportunity. More predictions are coming in here. Wayne out in Motare. He's got a series of predictions. FC Platinum 3-0 victors over Harare City and Tauran Garcia Baza because Shotongo Kanganisa C V Rake. 10x 2 1 winners over Highlanders and 10x Vano And then Liverpool to beat City. 3-1 We're going to be doing The build up uh, To the charity shield In a minute uh, But 3-1 uh, My goodness I would enjoy that
3: <laughs> <laughs> Massive scoreline, But also on, on uh, Tare Manguru Leaving the role I think he'd be like What the fourth coach now to yeah, to leave yeah. a position or to be fired. Our Premier League is looking a bit dire. This week. Yeah, yeah. this week. I mean <laughs> there's been bloody
2: everywhere. You know, coaches being fired left, right, and center. Uh Knowledge yo Pafio, Anzi Murisei Mashashema Shashema Sports. Happy that Bora Chairo Rakutzoka. City three, Liverpool one. Uh Anzi Takatochi Gazira Bryce and uh Chiropa Icho. Uh Anzi Takatochi Gazira Bryce and Chiroba Icho. So he reckons that uh, City is going to do the business uh, versus Liverpool. A couple more messages here before we get to the charity shield and the fc platinum is the Bayern Munich of zimbabwe football let's just give them the trophy already so someone has given up on a challenge <laughs> there uh and then uh, welcome back michael thanks so much uh, he says <laughs> wacky wednesday was not wacky without you oh guys
3: uh, mountains are wacky, I, I, th- I think we left something out yes, we, uh, we left an element out of we it wasn't wacky enough <laughs> and the chevrons will slaughter the
2: tigers tomorrow
1: all the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Are back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Now Bamiyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport.
2: Well, the annual English football curtain raiser takes place at the King Power Stadium in Leicester. Tomorrow as Liverpool and Man City lock horns for the chance to lift the community shield. Let's hear from both managers ahead of tomorrow's encounter, starting with Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp and then City's manager Pep Guardiola.
1: It's very important uh, because... We played this final a couple of times, um, as others as well, and I think it would be nice if we could win it at one time. It's uh, the last domestic cup competition we didn't win yet, and um, so we will give it a try, of course.
2: We know each other quite well at the opening. Uh, We'll dictate a little bit how is our moment, our level. We just... Two weeks and a half, three weeks of of preseason is is too short. But at the same time, I saw many good things in this in this period. The two games we played, and and uh, yeah, with the guys
0: we we have, we are going to move forward. See.
2: City playing the Charity Shield courtesy of them edging out Liverpool in for Premier League honors and Liverpool there because they got their hands on the FA Cup after they beat Chelsea in a penalty shootout. In this game Chris it's an early marker isn't it? I mean very important I think for the psychological stakes yeah. and also just to give
3: the coaches an indication of where their teams are ahead of the big Premier League kickoff in a week. And fantastic for them because they get to sharpen themselves or measure themselves against the best. <laughs> Literally, the top two teams yeah. playing against each other, so you get a very good measure on but where, where you are we stand before the season. The so you're not playing, you know, a bit of a wonky Manchester United side. You're up against a Manchester City or a Liverpool, depending on which side you are. That will give you a very good measure because I think when you're taking a look at both of these teams, yes, they finished well at the end of the season, but also they've done some good business since the end of that season in this transfer window. We've seen both sides get some very good players that are going to complement either a new style of play for Pip Guardiola potentially and also um, Liverpool maintaining how they've been playing under
2: Jurgen Klopp. Right now some of that good business that they did. Uh, City signing uh, Julian Alvarez, uh, Stefan Ortega Moreno, uh, Calvin Phillips and Erling Haaland and Liverpool. Three new faces through the door. Uh, Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen, Fabio Cavaglio from Fulham and Darwin Nunez. And that's the subplot isn't it? The interesting one. Darwin Unions mm. up top for Liverpool. Erling Haaland up top for Man City and people want
3: to see, listen who's going to have the better game and who's going to score between the two. Yeah and there's, there's all sorts of predictions. I think when you're taking a look at both of those players, those are two players that we expect to score high based off of, first of all, how they've been performing at the other clubs but also they're coming into sides that create chances. So for them I think it's about how well they're going to be able to finish in that final third. All
2: right, a prediction is Come in here as we wrap up the show. This is El Papi and the Char- Charity Shield prediction City 2, Liverpool 2, then penalties. Haaland to miss, Liverpool win. And put a star on this prediction.
3: <laughs> 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 I think we should keep that. I think you need a screenshot of that prediction. It's quite deep.
2: Details. There will be drama in that one. Now, what is your prediction, herself How do you see this one unfolding?
3: Oh, um, tricky, but I think. I'm gonna go with the, with the idea of penalties. penalties. I think this is going to this is going to end even even Stevens, and we're gonna to go to penalties, and then when it comes to penalties, we know what happens. After the you penalties. reckon Liverpool? I, win. I think Liverpool. Wins.
2: I'm going with a City win in regulation time. I, I, I just uh, think City. Uh, they're going to ju- they just probably have just that slight edge uh, over Liverpool just in terms of quality uh, in their team uh, so I'm going to give it to City and I'm going to give it to City 2-1 2-1 yeah 2-1 it's to City very gracious if you yeah, like that. Uh, regulation time least. <laughs> <laughs> so because I come yeah, Monday you're come okay Monday, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay you know, I don't have to deal with people thinking ah, my <laughs> it's been a nice show Chris uh, nice having you of course it's and, been uh, fun having you back absolutely and uh, we'll be back on Monday, guys, don't miss the show. Five past six, and of course, um, Barry Menandi will be back in the studio. And hopefully, Alois Munjiram will be joining us too. But in the meantime, make sure you have a great weekend. Play it safe and keep it clean.
1: The cleanest of clean finishers and the best on the planet. The biggest sport stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such staggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance think that he can play in any stadium in the
2: world and any pitch in the world You front of any player in the world and take them on
1: every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's cfm sport